Welcome everyone to my next episode of On Purpose, where we talk about living your life with purpose and trying to do it on purpose. Today, I'm so excited. Well, I'm always excited because I love all my guests. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Wendy Rudnick, who I really don't know that well, though I have used her service. She's many things, a wife, a mother, a daughter, but what she does for a living is she's a Reiki master. And she came to that a little bit later in her life. So she's going to tell us how she got there, what exactly she does, how it feels for her. And welcome, Wendy. Thank you, Janice. I am so, so excited to be here and just so grateful that you invited me to come on your podcast. I've listened to your podcast and I must Uh-oh. say, I love it. And every time I listen to it, I get a little gem <sighs> or actually more than at one, a few gems that I take into my day to day. So I just think it's wonderful to hear other people's stories because most people don't have this linear way of getting there. It's more circuitous, which mine is as well. So how did I get here? Um, right. Tell us a little bit about yourself and growing yeah. up and Well, I mean, I'm a Reiki master. I'm an integrative energy therapy practitioner, which is another energy healing modality. And I'm kind of an energy geek. Like energy is my thing. You know, it's all around us. It moves through us. But I have found that, and I'm an energy intuitive and an empath, which means I feel other people's emotions as if they were my own. Mm -hmm. And I also sense and interpret energy beyond normal human limits. Now, I'm not the only person that can do this. And we all, though, can learn to work with our energy, body, and system, which is actually what I feel very strongly about. But how I got here, first of all- I just have to interject one thing for the listeners. So, you know, for those of you who are wondering, like, what is this energy healing? And is Wendy like all all voodoo, voodoo? Let me just tell you, she is a totally like normal, down to earth, feet on the ground, regular lady. And part of what I loved when I came across her, a friend of mine introduced us, is just that because, you know, when you're on the path of discovering your purpose, you know, sometimes you can go this way and that way. And sometimes you can run into people that might be a little bit more left-centered, right-centered. I don't know. One of the things I like is when I meet people who are on their path and on their purpose, especially if it has to do with spiritual work, et cetera, that they also have their feet on the ground because we are here on earth having an earthly experience. So we always want to keep our feet on the ground. So I just wanted to interject that if you're thinking, oh, has she got like a hundred different kinds of crazy tattoos. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Let me just say that right now or (laughs) whatever. No, she's not like that at all. So, okay, go Wendy. Now tell us a little bit about yourself. That's funny. I actually have a Bob haircut and you know, (laughs) I am. So yes, I, I, I think I'm to earth fairly normal. So how I got here, just let me say I grew up in central Illinois, wound up in Arlington Heights. I went to Illinois state university. I studied broadcasting and communications. I really? really wanted, yeah, I really wanted to study psychology, uh-huh. but like many of us who found our path later in life, I was sort of guided or I would say pushed by some people mm-hmm. to not go in that direction because I don't think they really wanted to pay for all the years of schooling that it would take. Okay. So <laughs> some people, I, mom and dad, go ahead. <laughs> no animosity there. Okay. Right. I hear you. Um, we kids, forgiven. So, we let go. Yeah. yeah. We let go. Absolutely. Like it all makes sense now. I worked in the production industry for a little while and realized that there's a real big gap between people who are doing okay there and people who are kind of starving. And so I started working in the restaurant business as a second job. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I really enjoyed that. And I went into management then for them and then wound up doing sales and marketing for the restaurant industry. And when I look back, it was a job I could do. Uh Like I always like did I was a hard worker. I put, you know, my best foot forward, responsible, got promotions, things like that. But 
I was like, it definitely was an effort. Okay. I mm-hmm. knew it wasn't really my heart and my soul. Okay. okay. That, that's sort of that warmth that you get in your heart when you're doing like work that just fulfills you. Exactly. I that's when that, we kind of know we're on our purpose. Yep. That's that, that, that heat. I call that heat in your heart and ah. heart centered. And so, you know, then long story short, I get married. I, you know, I'm working and making a living and, you know, I had to support myself. I had to make a living. I didn't really grow up around here. Not that there's anything, just that I really had to support myself. And so you do, you have to pay the bill. Yeah. Well, Wendy's saying around here, we live in the North shore of Chicago. So it's kind of an upper, you know, middle-class, more affluent suburb. I grew up on the South side of Chicago, did not come from this kind of environment. And so to be in this kind of environment and still follow your purpose and your spiritual path sometimes is a little more challenging. But well, and and I'm not way. at all like knocking anyone. I just mean, I think in some areas, let's be honest, there's more opportunity and yes, support. I agree. And so that's what I actually feel very strongly about providing opportunities and support for others too, because mm-hmm. of my path. Mm-hmm. So I have my three daughters. We moved to Texas for my husband's job. My husband travels. Oh. So I actually felt really strongly about my role as a mother. Okay. Um, and I think when I say this, I had some ancestral karma. I think that I was brought here to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of disjointedness, dysfunction, emotional abuse. And and Mm -hmm. I know we've all had dysfunction, that sort of thing. And I'm not talking about the structure like you have to have a mother, a father. There's so many different structures to raise wonderful children and families. What I mean is more of a cultural Mm -hmm. family experience, like relationships where you have openness and open communication and support and opportunities. And so I don't know that I know anyone that had that, but go ahead. (laughs) Hopefully I created that for my kids. I don't know. I, you know, just your, I would imagine you have. I tried. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, um, so, you know, so here we are today. I have my three daughters and around my mid forties and then my daughters are teenagers. I have one who's going to be a junior in college, a senior in high school and a sophomore in high school. Okay. My husband traveled. So somebody really needed to be at the home front. And I felt really strongly about that, but it's, it's challenging. It's challenging to be at home. Any parenting is challenging. And I've always been drawn for as long as I can remember to like energy. Even when I was like a little kid, like five, six years old, I felt the energy in the room. Like I just knew Hmm. when things were off and I just didn't really know what was going on. I I would feel anxiety for no reason. I would feel Mm -hmm. stressed for no reason. I would feel fear, all sorts of things. And I just had no idea, but there was not really much languaging for this. Exactly. You know, so there weren't many resources available. So I would say I went through like not a crisis in my mid forties, but more of like a midlife inquiry. And I just was like, love that, love that phraseology. Yep. Yeah, and I, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to start pursuing some classes and things that interest me. And you know, we, we are mm-hmm. somebody who has a budget. So little by little, I'd be like, okay, I can do this one this month or I can do that one. And so I walked into my first meditation and mindfulness class at a place called full bloom Lotus, mm-hmm. with my first spiritual teacher, Ramakrishnan. Oh, and by the way, just going backtrack real quick. I did you know, I had some issues and things and I, I went to therapy. I love mm-hmm. therapy. Therapy mm-hmm. is so, I think, beneficial and crucial to everybody. And that's what I like about energy healing. It's a wonderful complementary modality. Mm-hmm. I'm going to agree about that, about therapy as a therapist, but go ahead. No, but absolutely. And, and, and I wouldn't be where I am had I not gone through mm-hmm. therapy, but Good I got to you. the point where I understood a lot of it intellectually, but mm-hmm. I still felt like I had this misplaced anxiety, this and I couldn't really identify where it was coming from. Okay. And so then that's why I sought out like psycho spiritual and they just work so well together. And then I, I found my first meditation class and I was like, oh my God, I'm home. Mm-hmm. It's a language I understand. And 
you know, the chakra system and just like, you know, dropping down into your heart space and all sorts of things like that gave me tools and resources to really ground and calm myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it takes time and it takes practice. And so you start small. And so little by little, if you told me that walking to my first meditation class would lead to seven or eight years later, having a business called WR Reiki Energy, I would have been mm. like, what are you talking about? Like, Life is funny. When we're on our path, things will yeah. open up. Yeah. And I also probably would have been like, it's really going to take me seven or eight years. No, mm-hmm. thanks. I'm done. You know, mm-hmm. but it's just like, it was a gradual progression as my kids got a little bit older. And I, I swear to God, every time I sort of got a little more involved in like Reiki or, you know, IET therapy or that is where my spiritual journey began. Mm-hmm. And so I studied with different teachers, different classes, different books, authors, people like Brene Brown to mm-hmm. Pima Chodron. Yep. To Love them both. Yep. Thomas Moore, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Dispenza, who's mm-hmm. all about energy, Jeff Carrera. I mean, I, I can't get enough of this. And that's mm-hmm. when I knew it was just effortless. It, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, things are still work sometimes, but there is and an energy that almost carries me along with it. I've, you know, tapped more in my intuition and, mm-hmm. and learned to explore my intuitive capabilities. I do get connections from, you know, the realm. I guess yes, the, spir- the so spirit fast. world. She doesn't you want know, to freak I, everyone I out, but, I, but there I was that. A, there, for those of us that are also, you know, besides on our purpose, you know, it's sometimes hard when you're, when you're on the purpose and especially like Wendy's saying, you know, she, began really examining herself and she was like her first patient, so to speak, to her pain and whatever else was going on in her life. You can't help but asking yourself if you're on that path and on that journey. So like, what's the meaning of life? And when you're asking yourself, what's the meaning of life somewhere, you're thinking, well, is there something bigger than me? And if you go and read all the books that Wendy's describing, which I have read as well, then you sort of see that, yeah, there is something bigger and there for us in terms of the spirit world and guides and not to freak everyone else out, anyone out, but they're there as support. And when you can be in touch with that, which everyone has the ability to some degree, but like Wendy's saying, it takes a certain amount of work and practice and openness. It helps you feel that what Wendy's describing, that feeling and sense of purpose in such a deep way. And it it does reside in your heart. And I'm going to ask you in a minute, Wendy, or whenever to kind of describe, because there are seven centers, she, she alluded to it a moment ago called the chakra centers that kind of help us in terms of energy. Well, I'm going to let you just, you kind of describe it since it's your field more than mine. I'm aware of it, but not as, no, as sure. well, not as articulate as I'm sure you'll share with what, what well, that means. Actually, you just articulated why I do what I do so well, because actually that psycho-spiritual or that mm-hmm. mystical world. Right. There really is a lot of guidance and support. And like, now I understand what I've been feeling and sensing. Mm -hmm. And for instance, we all have the ability to be intuitive and there are five areas. There are sentience, which is clear feeling, clear audience, which is clear hearing, clear Mm -hmm. cognizant, which is clear knowing, clear smelling, or like you you have senses Mm -hmm. and smells. And then also clairvoyant, which is more like you see, like Mm -hmm. more visual. Visual. my two biggest senses, of course, are clairsentient, which is feeling. I get these feelings. And then also clairaudient. And for many years, I like, would hear these voices in my head, which it was in my own voice. Yes. But I now know when I'm getting information. And right. so not to go too far into that area, but what I will say, the chakra centers, mm-hmm. this is a little more mainstream, I right. guess. 
We all have seven chakra centers where we actually eliminate energy and receive energy. And they're the spinning energy wheels along our spine where we give and receive energy. And Mm -hmm. so if you start with the lower and they vibrate to different colors. So if you Mm -hmm. start to shock and I could do like, I could do like series on chakra systems Mm -hmm. just to give you a brief overview. You know, our root chakra is down below and houses our different organs um, Mm -hmm. down in our lower regions. Mm -hmm. And that's really about safety. And then we've got our sacral chakra. I believe it's orange is the root red is the sacral chakra. And that's like more of our reproductive organs and things Mm -hmm. of that nature. And then we get into our solar plexus, which is more like our pancreas, our kidneys, our liver, those sorts of things. And that's where kind of like anger can get stuck and reside. Mm -hmm. I mean, and also though, like our desires, like our drive is in that solar plexus. And then we have our heart chakra, which Mm -hmm. is like that unconditional space for like love and compassion. Mm -hmm. And that's also though where like grief resides. And then we have our throat chakra, Oh, and green is the heart. I forgot to say that. And yellow is solar plexus. And Mm -hmm. then blue is our throat chakra. And that is really how we we speak our truth Mm -hmm. or we have like been stifled, you know, so that's Mm -hmm. where blockages and there can be blockages, energy blockages. There can also be um, stuck energy in these areas that just kind of help. Well, our whole body system just doesn't flow as smoothly and easily if we Mm -hmm. have blockages and things stuck there. I had lots of blockages in my throat chakra. Mm-hmm. And then we have our third eye, which is really our ability to see like our clairvoyance or see like spiritually things mm-hmm. of that nature. And that's like a, an indigo blue. And then we have our third eye. And then we have like our spiritual side. Top of our head. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm like, I, I know what you're, I know what it is. Yeah. That one's like purple. And that's like our connection to spirit. Right. And, and when I say spirit or spiritual, I am not talking about any sort of religious dogma. Oh, right? exactly. Right. It's non-denominational and yep. really this universal energy that is like love and compassion that is available to all of us to tap into. Right. Because part of and, what I was going to say, because I've, I've always been on the search. Crown and chakra, that's yeah, what the crown chakra. Si- uh, yeah, the crown <laughs> chakra. But when you're on this path, you know, when, when people say, you know, so you do meditation or you do prayer. And you sort of are asking the universe or your spiritual guides, because we, you know, if you believe in all of this, that we all come to earth with a set of spiritual guides that are with us throughout our journey here on earth. And so like people have said to me, like, I'm a big journaler. I'm a big proponent of journaling. So sometimes I'll write a letter and I'll, I always call my guides. I go, I call it HS for my highest self. So let's say I'm having an issue and I'm uncertain. I'll go dear HS, you know, because one of the things that I think is funny or that I've done enough work on is that our guides are sometimes funny, you know, so they're, they're there with us and, and they can have a sense of humor. But so here, here's the thing though, if anyone wants to learn about this or try this, you can write a letter to your highest self or your highest guides, then take about three or four deep breaths and then write yourself back, no editing and see what comes back. And inevitably you will find there'll be some kind of wisdom. Now, the deeper question is, because people might think like, oh yeah, that's really just your highest, just your head talking. So here's my answer to that. I don't know if it is or it isn't. All I know is that if there's something about what I'm writing back to myself or that I feel in my soul feels right, then I feel it's a win-win. Whether it's from spiritual entity, I don't know. It's more the process of, I want to feel the best I can in my life on a day-to-day basis. Since we're not supposed to be coming here and have everything be so perfect. We are here as students and we're in earth school. So we're here to learn. And so when we have something that goes amok, which I don't know about your life, Wendy, mine is certainly not perfect. 
It's not supposed to be perfect. That's why there's no such thing as perfection. It's really doing our best to be in the moment in a place of, you know, in a place of love and awareness. So you found your path here and you're doing it. Can you share a little bit? So if someone comes to you and they say, I'm having heartburn or I'm having, I'm really upset. I'm having problems with my kid and I'm just filled with anxiety. And they feel like, you know, they've heard about you and you're going to do some energy healing. Like, what is the process that you would do to help somebody? Like, what does it look like? Well, first of all, I have to say, I agree with everything you just said. And we really are divine beings having a human experience and we are meant to have challenges Mm -hmm. to learn and grow. And really we don't learn and grow by just going to a party and all we, we just, and so that takes the fear away though, because it's like, it doesn't mean that everything is out of disharmony in your life. It means, okay, Mm -hmm. this is an invitation. Exactly. And to grow to have our heart expand. I can't tell you every chance. And I've had many challenging situations. Sure. In my sounds life. Like, it sounds like uh, it. some large, some small. Yep. And every time my heart has expanded to become more compassionate for myself and for others, and it allows healing. So anyway, to answer your And no. one thing about that, when we heal ourselves, we are giving a gift to the world. So when I do my prayer every night, not only do I do a prayer for myself and for my family and whoever else I feel like I want to do a prayer for in terms of sending positive love and compassion, I send it to our country and to the world. And each time that you do that, that gives a little bit of a spark to help heal not just yourself, all of humankind. So I always say, I don't know if it's working, if it's not working, can it possibly hurt? So give it a try, listeners. All right, go ahead. Absolutely. So anyway, what I would do, so what I've done is I've studied different healing modalities. Okay. I do interpret energy, but I also have gotten, I've studied this. So I've taken many classes as I'm a Reiki master and integrative energy therapy practitioner. Okay. Um, Reiki is that universal energy that runs through us, around us, and it's healing, it's cleansing and clearing. We all have that available to us. Okay. And then IET is actually tapping into the energy of compassion. And helping the body. I'm a facilitator. Okay. You turn on your natural healing, your body's natural healing capabilities. Mm -hmm. And I've learned how to interpret and manipulate the energy, manipulate not in a bad, negative way. Right. I understand. Move through. And Mm -hmm. so by bringing in also the healing energy of compassion, that helps to release and heal energy. So somebody comes to me and they say, you know what? I'm having some anxiety. Well, you can feel anxiety anywhere in your body. It can get mm-hmm. trapped anywhere. However, we are so interconnected that there are common themes in the human experience and there are common themes in our body. So anxiety tends to reside more down in the sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. And also- um, Remind us where that is. It's a little bit below, like right around the belly button area. Okay. 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 So right around there with integrative energy therapy, there's, well, anxiety, it goes actually between also the root chakra, anxiety, which is like, fear, anxiety, Uh pain. So I actually bring in, so I energize that area. Okay. With my, you know, it's light hands on touch. Uh Okay. And it's very like, you're fully, let me backtrack for a minute. You're fully closed. I'm like a a massage table. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing, no hanky panky going on. Exactly. I'm like, no, no, it's so easy. Which actually it's kind of, it's like a massage for the soul. Cause you just Uh sit back, relax. You, you, you know, just allow your mind to turn off and let your body receive. Uh So you know, light touch and, and you know, it's, it, again, it's gentle, it's powerful, but gentle. Mm-hmm. And I would energize the area with you know, energy essentially, because pouring in like higher vibe energy for lack of a better word. 
more higher quality, like look at like air traffic control or air, mm-hmm. control, you know, it's, it's higher quality. It's not, okay. it's not stagnant energy. And then I'm also by integration, I tap, I'll do like just a, a slight little push in a certain area. And again, it's not, it's, you know, it'll be like on your hip or something mm-hmm. like that. No, nothing untoward. Yeah. And I basically, I I've learned to pull out like some of this anxiety and I know it sounds kind of weird and it, most people just feel a release and some people will get on the table and not even realize some areas where they have blockages or mm-hmm. where they have stagnant energy. And so what happens is it's not like you don't ever feel anything bad again, or it's not like okay. you don't ever have anxiety, but let's say for instance, like your anxiety is with like your daughter. Okay. And, and you're challenged with your relationship with her and you just have anxiety over the decision she's making. So it's not like, this whole Pollyanna thing. We're like, Oh no, it's all going to be fine. No, it's basically though. It's softened. It kind of mm-hmm. gets your body into more of a manageable state mm-hmm. so that you can work through more challenging situations. And you're calmer. I'm imagining that you're calmer. Is the daughter still going to do her crazy stuff, right. but how you handle it will, you won't feel so angst, which exactly. I, when I get anxiety, that's exactly where I get it is in my stomach. And so I, I hear you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like it's softened. Mm-hmm. It's so the energy around it is softened. It's almost like sanding out the rough edges. Mm-hmm. So you can be more, you can make more of a thoughtful or mindful response as to what I call knee jerkedly reacting, you okay. know? And look, everything I talk about, I have been through myself. I mm-hmm. mean, my daughters, three teenage daughters have been oh, yeah. the biggest <laughs> teachers. And, you know, they humble me. Oh my mm-hmm. God, they humble me beyond belief. It's like there are times when this is why I feel really strongly about this too, is that when my kids were younger and sometimes they'd come home and they would be like all upset about something that happened, I would get fearful. Oh no, like uh, this is disharmony or, or some, instead of like, how are you feeling? Like right. going on? It's, and I, because it's really their journey. We're here to help them, but it's really their journey. So when we get all right. agitated on the inside, how is that helping them? Trust right. me, it's not. And a lot of times it's our own trigger because exactly. our, our body and system, mm-hmm. it, it's like, Think of it like a, um, a riverbed or, or a stream. You know, mm-hmm. people are throwing garbage into it and it sinks to the surface and you don't always see all the garbage that's there. And okay. sometimes that garbage, you know, our energy system is like that. You, you know, you don't always see that garbage underneath the surface and it impedes the flow and it's stagnant energy. So the quality or the stat, you know, quality of the water isn't as good to flow as smoothly mm-hmm. and as easily. And we feel kind of depleted or we feel down. It's a good metaphor. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. And, you know, when you, when your energy system is more free flowing and, and, you know, you have some releases, you just, you have like greater access to, you know, just those higher energy emotions like joy, peace, love, calm, compassion. I can have much more compassion for, you know, somebody else if I'm like in a mood myself kind of, exactly. and, you know, there's many different reasons why we feel that way. Therapy is important. You have to pay attention to your physical health. This is just one area, like your energetic body and energetic health. Right. It is one area but, that promotes overall health and well-being well. in the body. But, but I love that. And that's, that's the whole thing about, I think, being here on earth is that, of course, if we're feeling sick, we're not just going to go to Wendy. We're going to go see our doctor as well. You know, right. or <laughs> if we're having really super anxiety and depression, we're going to go see a therapist or a psychiatrist or whatever we need. So again, it's used as an adjunct, which I think is great. This popped in my head, two things. Uh, one, and you can answer in whatever, do you do this on yourself? And two, 
after you've done a session, what happens to your own energy? So first you do it to yourself. Yes, I actually do. I have um, uh-huh. I do self-care and okay. um, self-care is actually wonderful. And in fact, some people will take Reiki classes and IET and energy so that they don't always want to necessarily do it for on other people. Like as you okay. begin, you learn how to do it on yourself. And okay. I will tell you, I feel different. I feel, I can feel it. Like I uh-huh. can feel it when I do it. And, you know, for instance, I pour in innocence a lot of times up here and then you release guilt and shame. And uh-huh. I can't even tell you, I will feel a shift in my whole overall body. So yes, I do. Gratitude is huge. Gratitude. Like, huge, huge. That's part of my prayer every night is how grateful I am for, I have so many things to be grateful for. So yes. yeah, got to get the and, gratefulness and so out there. Yep. That's like, that's also huge as far as like law of attraction. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, everything I say, I have been through myself, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I would never talk about this if I hadn't experienced it myself. So yes, I do it on myself. I also get healing sessions too. I have okay. been working with a spiritual coach the past year. And I have to tell you, my business would not be anywhere where it is today if I had not worked with her to help guide and support. Universes has got your back, which we love. So after you do, I don't know how many people you would see a day, but let's say you saw three people in Uh a day. What happens for you then? Does your energy get depleted or do you have to like do a quick zappo in between on yourself or what? What happens? You know, what's really interesting is that if, because I am a channel, I, I am a, I feel very strong. I am a compassionate channel for creative, uh-huh. fun and fulfilling contribution, which actually I could not agree more with humor. Humor heals. I'm telling you, uh-huh. you gotta have, and playfulness and humor is part of my medicine in this lifetime too. Like it's okay. part of my medium. It's comes into everything. So all the stuff I'm talking about, it's in a lighthearted container. Okay, it, good. I don't take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm not all Zen all the time. Who, who so is? I, if so someone I, says they're all Zen, I go, oh, come on. You are I know, not. Because I think people try to achieve that when they do this. It's like, you're mm-hmm. not going to be, you're just going to be more aware and you'll right. release it more easily. So I actually feel really energized because oh. I am a channel. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, like, I just feel so grateful that I get to do this because I get so excited when somebody, like I had this client yesterday and it just, Oh my God, they released so much and it was so fulfilling. And I, I have a hard time saying I, because it's not really me. I'm channeling, like I'm channeling energy. I'm channeling. I understand. To use for this person's highest healing and highest good. And yes, I know how to do that. And I pay attention. Mm -hmm. So it is actually very healing energy. So I actually feel like a lot of healing myself when I work with people. And not to say I have to, you know, I have to make sure I get enough sleep, mm-hmm. make sure I take good care of myself, you know, I'm eating well. Drink your water. You know, and yes, if I, if I went on vacation and my husband, you know, if, if we're at our lake house and, you know, we had a bonfire on Saturday night, I'm not going to see a client on Sunday. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like that, I just wouldn't do that. I have to make sure that I'm prepared. And yeah, like I'm not going to see five people. I definitely have to go and kind of like process, mm-hmm. but I actually feel energized by the okay. healing experience and okay. you think it would be the opposite, but that's how, you know, it's kind of like working well, mm-hmm. because if I'm super depleted, then I probably was having a little more of my ego in it. Not to say that I don't, didn't do a good job for the client. No, I understand. I understand. But All right. So when you think about, if you, if you go back, just, you know, in terms of, it, it sounds from like everything you're saying, you feel very much like you're on your purpose. Oh, Absolutely. You know, very different than the restaurant business. Yes. And I, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Because I actually want to get these. Uh, I also do meditation and mindfulness programs and I've, I've developed two, one called take a beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I also feel very strongly about helping 
I want to leave people with tools they can use, mm-hmm. tools they can use on a day-to-day basis to shift their, and uplift their energy. So, you know, cause to shift and pivot, I call it like mm-hmm. shift your awareness, pivot to your intention. Mm-hmm. Because I have had a lot of experience with that too, because we can get sometimes up in our head. And when yes. you drop down to your heart center, I'm telling you, that is your most efficient brain mm-hmm. that can like inform everything. Yep. But what I, I was uh, going to say is that, so this take a beat, B stands for breathe, exhale, allow, and trust. And mm-hmm. I'm actually doing a pilot program. That's going to be a six week program starting in July. I want to get these things into the workplace because I think that is a very challenging environment for many people and workplace environments could be a lot more playful and fun and enjoyable. I think if people just had some calming, stress-reducing, uplifting programs in them. So Wonderful. that's the goal. Amazing. And something called a rejuvenation station where I can do a 15 minute energy empowerment where I do a mini energy healing session on people. It's really invigorating and really cool and fun. And they, people can just sit in a chair and I can like administer it. So Wendy, uh, you're just a, I can tell you, and I'm sure the listeners can, you are a ball of energy, number one of, of positiveness. And you can just hear how much you love what you're doing. So if you were to put in words, like the difference between being in the restaurant business, which like you said, you were good at and managing uh and whatnot versus now from your experience of like, okay, I know I'm on my path. I know I'm on my, I'm on purpose here. What would you like in a few words or how would you describe that feeling? The difference? I almost feel like it takes over me. I am not the driving force behind it always. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's co-creation and a collaborative effort between me and spirit world, if you will. Mm -hmm. For instance, I have tried to step away from this because when I first started, I'm like, too much going on in my family, all these (laughs) things. And I was like, I'm not going to do this energy healing thing. Forget it. Like, you know, as you guys, I know when you guys did the podcast, you walked. Sometimes we have to step away to step back in. Yes. People got to trust that because when you step away, sometimes you get information mm-hmm. that you need to move forward. To move forward. Yep. It's not always this clear path. It's mostly circuitous. And I have always need lots of time to go away and process. Mm-hmm. And then I get information. So anyway, my point being that it's kind of like, then something would come in front of me or I would get a download of information, like go do this, go do that meet this person, meet that person. And it's almost like, I feel this. It's not so much where I'm walking uphill, if that makes a sense. Okay. Like walk, working in the restaurant business was like walking uphill every day. And, that's, and I knew I could do it. Yeah. It but it's fun. hard. And luckily I had, I met some wonderful people on my mm-hmm. path. I, mm-hmm. I have to just express gratitude for many wonderful people, teachers, mentors that I met on my path. Absolutely. In this realm and the spiritual realm. <laughs> but this, it's like, even though it's work, because it is work sometimes, but it's like, yeah, but I almost feel like there's somebody who will hold my hand and say, come on, though, let's, let's get on the computer and let's do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's another energy that I swear, it's that heat in my heart and my soul. And it wasn't there. Right. It wasn't there in the restaurant industry, but it was almost like, you know, when you're, you don't know how to drive a car yet mm-hmm. and you have to think about all the movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And until they, and then like, it comes automatic. Yeah. What mm-hmm. I'm doing before it was like a lot of thought process, a mm-hmm. lot of mind. I had to be in my head a lot okay. to go throughout my day. Right mm-hmm. now, I feel like I have mind, body, soul connection as okay. I go about my day. Love it. Okay. So that's just something, another, you know, as is, you know, I, I love your story. I love how you've shared it. I think it's fantastic. But again, just as a reminder that when we are, on our purpose and, and we're living our life, you know, on our path, 
it's a feeling inside. I have the same feeling in my life. I feel so blessed and grateful as well. And it's, it, yes, sometimes it's work, whatever, but it's not really work, work because it's, if it's a calling, it's almost like you can't not do it. And so it brings you joy. And I always like to remind everyone with that joy, if you're doing it, you're also going to have abundance. So that's, that's not a right or a wrong. So if you stick with it, and like you said, and, and even with this whole podcast, I went, well, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Then I had to take a step back. And then I met Noah. Hi, Noah. You know, and so, and now I'm happy that I'm doing it. So, and it's going very smoothly and well, and I'm excited still. So it's just always important to know that it, what you're looking for, I hope you're looking for is, is my heart full? Do yeah. I feel like I'm doing my soul's purpose? And if your answer is, well, I don't know, it's kind of work and I don't really like it, but I make a nice living. And I'm not telling anyone, go quit your job and just go meditate on a, well, you can if you want, but you can do both simultaneously. You can be a responsible person and still examine what is my purpose. And when you find it, the two will, they will absolutely intersect and integrate into something that's beyond words in terms of fulfillment. I could not agree more. And I would say if anyone is, is not sure, like just start for, I started just by taking classes that interested me. When I finally let go of, oh, I have to try and be something, that's when I just started exploring and taking in the information. And it kind of, it came, like I sought it out, but then it also came to me. And that's really what will happen. I mean, when I first thought maybe I want to be a therapist, that's exactly what I did. I took one psych class at, at the master's level. I thought, well, I don't know. Do I really want to commit to a master's degree? I don't know. Do I really want to do this? And even when I graduated and got my degree, I don't know, should I go and practice? Do I want to work for someone else? But my own gut feeling said I, I needed to be on, on my own, which, you know, I was kind of young to make that kind of decision, but I did it and I'm, I'm happy that I did. So it's just following, even though sometimes it might be a little scary, if you follow your heart's desire and well, first you have to be in touch with it and you allow yourself to be open, you cannot imagine what good things will come in so many areas of your life. So, and, and that, that's the thing about the fear. And I know you guys had talked about it mm-hmm. one, one time, like fear can be such um, mm-hmm a paralyzing thing, but I had this weird, and I think it was probably a download from somebody else who came to me and told me if fear is my, the only thing standing in my way, then that's nothing. Like fear is just like, if that's the only thing blocking you, that is so handleable. And and courage really is just, you see the fear and you like talk to it. You exactly, what are you trying to tell me? Cause fear, you know, it might say, okay, go here instead of there but talk to it rather than like embodying it, then it's like something that's outside of you and it doesn't have to get in your way, but you do it anyway. You do it. That's that's the bottom line. Right. So that even if you feel a little, first of all, here's how I feel too. I don't think we're not supposed to feel afraid when we're about to go on a new endeavor. I think that that's built into who we are as human beings, that we're supposed to feel a little nervous so that we don't do anything totally wacko or crazy that we, that we give ourselves the time we need to figure it out. So you don't, I agree. You don't let the fear stop you. You just be aware of it. Hello. What are you trying to tell me? Bring it on, have a conversation. And then if inside you're going, yeah, I am a little scared, which is normal, but I'm going to move forward. And it can be like a little bit baby steps. And then you will find where you need to go. Wendy, delightful. It's wonderful. You're amazing. Her name is Wendy Rudnick. What's your, do you have a website in case people want to? I don't have a website, but I do have a Facebook page. I am a social media um, turtle. Oh, okay. I'm getting there, but it's W R 
And then Reiki Energy is my Facebook page. And, or you can go to my regular Wendy Rudnick page and it will direct you to my Facebook. Okay, great. Well, amazing, amazing. So, so interesting what you do. And I do have to, you know, let the listeners know, I did, I did, you know, when I first met Wendy, I went one time and I found it so relaxing and so refreshing. I actually put headphones in and did a meditation and it was really great. And I felt so much calmer you know, oh, when I left. So it was, you. you're very welcome. Thank right, you so, so much for having me. This oh, is so delightful. I, oh, I'm so appreciative. I lo- uh, love, and I love your, I love what you do. I love oh, your business. You're amazing. We have a mutual admiration society between totally. me and Wendy. Okay. <laughs> so as my listeners know, I always finish each podcast with a quote. And as always, I picked this quote before, not knowing exactly where we were going to go with Wendy, but here it is. Okay. Spiritual healing occurs as we begin to consciously reconnect with our essential being, the wise, the loving, the powerful, creative entity that we all are at our core. And that was by Shakti Gawan. So spiritual healing occurs as we begin to consciously reconnect with our essential being, the wise, the loving, the powerful, creative entity that we are at our core. And I'm just going to make my own even interpretation that when we do that, our purpose is right around the corner. So thank you so much for listening. And I'm Janice Alpert. Till next time, I hope you're living your life with purpose and on purpose. Till next time. Bye.